Castellan Bray was a master swordsman, and he was strong. He'd used many types of blades, but favored something between a great sword and a long sword. Bastard or hand and half swords were close, but he decided to get one tailor made. It was gorgeous, glorious. This was a blade that he would kill armies with. On the field, the first man he encountered killed him on their second strike. He'd failed to account for the blade's heaviness properly, made a mistake, and died. Vultures combed the fields, and the blade was taken up, then sold to a thug on Main Street, and trade for having her pussy licked for half an hour. That thug decided the sword was too heavy, and sold it for a pair of custom dice that caused him to go broke and get stabbed in an alley hours later. Then... The current owner practiced with the blade and liked it. However, he felt the balance was off. Not off, a craftsman told him. Just off for you. To try and alter it would ruin his essence. So, how about a trade? A trade was made for a better, albeit plainer, sword. The craftsman put the sword on display because he knew it was a true masterwork, and he admired it day and night where it hung above his mantle. He noticed something odd as time went on. It seemed like the sword was looking at him, and he didn't like it. So he wrapped it in an oilcloth and put it away. And died. And then generations later, nephew found it and marveled that such a glorious blade was kept in an attic. Taking it outside, he held the sword up and began a morning's routine. Promptly lost his grip on the heavy weapon and cut off half his toes when he dropped it. The weapon would have been thrown into a furnace then, except that the surgeon decided to pay for treatments with the blade as payment. The surgeon brought it home and showed it to his wife, an elementalist. She then told him, that the blade had developed a personality. The surgeon laughed until he felt the sword staring at him. This steel has gone through some process, perhaps by mistake, I do not know, that makes it different than the finest steel I've seen in the capital. Both together, they examined this weapon in detail. Apparently, its balance is both perfect and flawed. The blows you can strike would be devastating, but it takes the grip of an ogre to hold and use it. So they showed it to a shaman. And the shaman studied, and one day when he was giving it to his chief, the chief held it aloft. And the sword slipped from his grip and severed part of his neck and killed him. They assumed that the shaman was an assassin, so they burnt him. The sword they were going to bury on sacred ground, but they were attacked by rat men from the woods. Somehow, years later, it ended up in a small mercenary camp. Then, wrapped up in a bundle with notes describing it, the stroke captain himself studied the weapon brought an arcanist and a priest, and together they all felt the very odd way sword stared at them.
in conclusion after weeks of research, and I quote, This blatant has an issue of scorn. It hates that it is dropped or fumbled, and it therefore scorns anyone who would pick it up without an iron hand. Furthermore, it despises or resents being traded or used as a token of boast or pride. It is uniquely and strangely crafted, this thing, and has qualities that make it both formidable and unpredictable. And so they made some contracts, made some contacts, spent some money, and after a year or so, they had developed a set of gauntlets. Gauntlets crafted with care, with steel, found beneath swamped mountains and enchanted together with the sword and Maridnite ceremonies. Together, the gaunts lock to the hilt of the blade and provide an aid in a fluidity to the use of the sword, although it still requires a strong grip. One of the mercenaries, a man called Jane Dulon, apparently grew a reputation as an unstoppable killer using the gauntlets and the sword together, which he had named The Hand and the Goodbye, or Do Tethne in one of the mongrel camp's tongues. He was slain during a mudslide. They traded his things for a round of brews, fucking salt beef and dice, since they did not find the sword with the gauntlets. Apparently, the mudslides washed the items away into a stream where they were recovered by a fisherman and sold to a merchant for a set of rods and lures. That merchant headed into Pigland territory some years back. Of him, I do not have record, but shall investigate. Wilford Preeper researcher in regards to the weapon, the hand, and the goodbye. <laughs>